This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to be. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. Perez waking Atlanta up to the true threats to our liberty every Saturday from 3 to 6 right here on 95.5 WSB. We are listening to a breaking story about a shooting in El Paso, Texas, in uh, possibly a mall, definitely a Walmart. We don't have the all the details in, but we are following the breaking story, so stay with 95.5 WSB for the details as they emerge. And Binkley, you had an interesting point. This ha- is happening or happened in a Walmart. Yeah, one of the shootings was in a Walmart, it sounds like. And I think most Walmarts have a gun and knife section. I don't know how easily accessible those are, but I wonder yeah, how that factors in. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. We'll see when the, when we get all the details. But uh, WSB is going to be on top of it. So stay tuned. I ought... People who are also on top of things, <laughs> you listeners, thank you so much for, uh, it's my birthday, yeah, and I asked people to subscribe to my YouTube channel because, uh, I hope I told people this in case there are anyone who thinks it's a bad idea, I love craft cocktails and I love crafting cocktails and I want to share my enthusiasm in a way that will not get me banned from YouTube, like exercising free speech for important political reasons. So I'm going to try to uh, be neutral be um, and just have some fun and start a uh, cocktail channel, cocktail series. And I ask people to go to YouTube, find my channel, Monica Perez, and subscribe. I need a 1,000 subscribers to monetize the videos, and I already have 815. Thank you very much. So I just need another 185 people over the next two hours, let's try to get to 1,000 by the end of the show. I would love that and appreciate it. So uh, I am, of course, taking calls on the subject of the day, which is the Democrat debates. And also, what I think is much more important than who's president is the debt, which is growing no matter who takes office. So that's a problem. Trump signed a big budget this week. Massive deficits continue, even in a booming economy and peacetime. There's no excuse for it. So I'm happy to take calls on that as well. 404-872-0750, 800-WSB-TALK. First, Binkley, if you would give me a tweet, and then I'm going to go to some calls. Alan tweets, happy birthday, young lady. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Is that it? That was that was the tweet from Alan, yeah. Thank you. That's an awesome tweet. I love it. I was hoping there was no punchline, but uh, that's great. I think he threw in the young lady part as the as my birthday present. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let me um, take. I got some old regulars on the line, but I love them, so keep them coming. Let's go to Tariq. Tariq, what you got for me? Good afternoon, Monica. Happy birthday. Thank you. And bless the par- your parents for the day they conceived you, birthed you, and nurtured you, nurtured you to help you become the person that you are. They really uh, did. All the good first, stuff I can attribute to them and all the faults I have to take ownership for. I work hard on the faults as well, as you can tell by what I want my YouTube channel to look like. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like you've got a little politician in you. But I anyway, guess. first of all, I didn't, listen, I didn't even listen to the debate. 
I don't I don't need to listen to the the collective no matter what they're doing. It's just a waste of time. I'd rather use my time to do other things because I know people like you that have to to, to do your programs. I don't know if it's if, whether it's Hannity, Limbaugh, et cetera, et cetera. Regarding the debt, this is a disappointment for me uh, because it's clear that the founding fathers uh, didn't intend for us to have all the collective-driven entitlements, for instance. They really accelerated when uh, it started accelerating around the time of Teddy Roosevelt, especially uh, Woodrow Wilson and uh, Franklin Delano Roosevelt had the Social Security system. And the more they get, the more they want. I will give that to them. They have been tenacious. We just need to push back. You know, the debt, whether it's debt or uh, using the military overseas in a lot of different scenarios, that's clearly not what they intended. And they de- they debated that. I remember in my readings, if I recall correctly, uh, Thomas Jefferson, that was one of the problems he and Washington had because Thomas Jefferson wanted us to align with France when they declared war on Britain just a few years after the Revolutionary War. We were barely free, and there was those problems. So it's really disappointing, but my sincere prayer is that eventually, and sooner than later, like next budget, he'll start reversing that behavior. Uh, because I realize part of the problem is a lot of the Republicans, too, have been they have been uh, socially engineered by the collective also. That's that's why they couldn't even get the money for the wall when they had all three. Uh, they had the legislator and the presidency. Yeah, I have uh, a couple of comments on that. I think I have this thing. It's called the contrary law of democracy. I put it in my glossary that it's the the parties do what the if they have to really get something done that that their party doesn't like. Only one of your own can do it. I did a hashtag. It will take a Republican. Gun control will take a Republican. Um, Continuing spending after the Obama doubling of the debt, that's going to take a Republican. And they, I think Republicans like to be not in charge so they can act like they're fiscal conservatives, but assure the people who depend on big government spending, hey, I'm going to vote no, but only because I know it's going to pass anyway. Actually, there was a lot of talk about that in the budget system situation this year, is that they actually were doing some horse trading to see who got to vote no, (laughs) something like that. I did want to give a quick rundown. I I don't want people to have to wait on the phone too long, but I want to give a quick rundown on what our budget is. They say it's like a $1.3 trillion budget. That's not federal spending. Federal spending is $4.5 trillion. These are real rough numbers from like a kind of projection. Don't necessarily reflect exactly what's in there right now, but it's basically correct. Stuff is not even included in that, such as the pension, Social Security and stuff, which is over a trillion dollars. Healthcare, Medicare, Medicaid, which is over a trillion dollars. Interest on the debt, which is almost half a trillion dollars and climbing. So the 1.3 is really some of the defense budget, like $700 billion of the defense budget, even though defense is close to a trillion. Now, that's that defense budget is more than the rest of the world combined, our adversaries and our allies. I mean, at the very least, if you simply had all the spending of all of your adversaries, plus you had allies, you should be safe if you're doing anything right. So I've got ideas about that I won't get into, but um, right at this moment, 
and then the the other stuff is welfare, education, stuff like that is what it's part of the discretionary spending. And it's almost all deficit. So every penny that we take in is basically accounted for by stuff that's considered non-discretionary. And everything else is deficit spending. And there's no reason for it. What, what's the reason for it? We're the richest society that ever existed. What, how are we borrowing from the future? It's, it's disenfranchisement. They're not voting on it. It's taxation without representation. It's 100% wrong, and there should be a balanced budget amendment. Sorry. That's just my opinion. Even, even conservatives are like, no, we don't need that. It's, if you just followed the Constitution, yeah, but, you know, they're not doing it. So, Or we could just restore the Articles of Confederation, which did absolutely not allow for even, I think, taxation. Anyway, don't, don't get me started. I'm start, <laughs> getting myself started. Uh, okay, so let me go to Maurice. Maurice, talk to me. You got some uh, dirt on Nexium or what? Well, I was just going to make a linkage. Uh, um, you know, uh, one of the things that, you know, it's like an educate, bizarre educational new age entity, sexual blah, blah. And one of the things they did is they take, take the women and force them to watch stuff like Clockwork Orange, like, you know, snuff films and all these kind of things. So what I'm getting at here is that there, it's sort of like an MK Ultra operation. And what I want to do here is make, there's a linkage directly to Epstein because, you know, Epstein funded all of these research scientists and some of which like a, a guy out in um, Portland, I believe, you know, fa- the famous year, the this scientist of the year is busted for pedophilia, right? So what I'm getting at here is that they're using human subjects and it's like a giant, super giant elite process uh, where the, I mean, I have no idea what it really is, but all I'm saying is much more diabolical than just pedophilia. Yeah, well, it seems like it has some real connections with the, or I should say parallels with what Epstein was up to in that it's not just like he, they, they always focus on what Epstein did with these young women. He had a taste for them, whatever. I think that's why he got the job, but I don't think that was his job. I don't think he was even this huge billionaire. I think his job was to put together powerful elites against whom certain individuals or entities wanted dirt, wanted control over, wanted blackmail on, wanted information from, and paired them in this illegal sexual situation that was easy for them to want because they weren't like prepubescent girls. They weren't boys. Like it was just like young women who were underage. And so in their minds, they were like, well, whatever, you know, they like it wasn't really necessarily deviation in their minds. So that's why it could have such a broad impact among the elite. So I can definitely see how having farms like this could be useful in a kind of process where you control people. Because even these people say, like with a conspiracy theory, the one thing people ask me all the time, if there's something that I say, hey, the official narrative is not true, something else happened here, they say, well, how could you keep the people who are in on it quiet? This is the kind of thing that they do from, from what I have read. I think there's many cases where they will set you up for blackmail or not include you in the game if you can't be blackmailed. But, but I found a pretty direct reference 
uh, connection with Epstein are more direct. The Bronfmans were, uh, you know, un, undisputed uh, participants in this Nexium scheme. And Bronfman, I believe, was a part of the scandal that got Epstein fired from that uh, bank, the investment bank he worked at years ago. So I know that they knew each other. Now, I don't think I have not come across any closer connection between those guys, but that's one degree of separation. You know, it's a lot closer than I am. So I do find that stuff quite interesting, and I think there's more to it, but that's kind of dark, and I want to keep it light. So I'm going to go to the break, and I'm going to keep with the calls. that We want to talk about the budget, debt, uh, Trump, and the debate. So hang on, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK, or you can tweet at me, at Monica Perez Show. Monica Perez. And now for something completely different. On 95.5 WSB, Atlantis News and Talk. Going to the phones, going to Bonnie in Athens. Bonnie, you are on with Monica. Oh, thank you so much and happy birthday. Thank you. Um, I just wanted to say um, I don't think that Trump is without a lot of faults. I mean, a lot of faults. But I still had to support him because of all the Democrat um, candidates supporting um, abortions and even late-term abortions and the the socialistic things that they support and the um, Medicare for All, which I would lose my insurance through my employer, and it also cost the country like $93 trillion. And there's so many other things that they're just this left-wing liberal crap that they're spewing. Yeah, I agree. I I agree with you 100%. I, I, that the Democrats are way worse. Like, I'm not even saying that at all. I mean, I am not. But that is the problem with this two-party system. But I want to emphasize the healthcare thing. I don't, uh, the numbers that I was seeing, like we have a clip, maybe I'll get to it, where Kamala Harris was saying we've sent three trillion in health care a year. It's going to go up to six trillion. I looked at the numbers. Medicare and Medicaid is over a trillion and it covers about a third of Americans. Mm-hmm. So if it was Medicare, and Medicaid for all, it would be over three trillion, probably four could go up to six. And I had to, like, just stop and think about that for a second. If it's six trillion dollars for Medicare for 300 something million people, that's eighteen thousand dollars a person a mm-hmm. year in healthcare when we only spend an average of $2,600 a year per person on food. What yeah, is yeah. wrong with us? Every person, not old people, not babies, everybody. Mm-hmm. I totally agree. I mean, that, I, I, I'm totally with you on that. And, I'm, and I agree with so many of the things you say, but I just cannot support a Democrat. No, I mean, every one of them are just so nutso. <laughs> yeah, you're right. And I do. And what I love, I love it when people tell disagree with me, because, look, people are calling about the debt. You're not going to win an argument about Trump if we're talking about debt. But you are going to win it if you're talking about Medicare for all. So I like it. Bring it. I don't I'm not a hater. Uh, so, and I do. I'm really doing great on the YouTube drive. Go to my YouTube channel, Monica Perez. And I've already got 852 subscribers. I'm going for 1,000. Let's keep checking in. This is Monica Perez. Monica Perez. It's like everything I've been brought to believe is all made of bullshit. On 95.5 WSB, Atlantis News and Talk. 
I am waking Atlanta up to the true threats to our liberty every Saturday from 3 to 6 right here on 95.5 WSB. Uh, We are hearing this breaking story of a shooting the Walmart uh, and maybe even a mall in El Paso. Every single time there is a tragic event like this, and I'm saying every single time to my (laughs) the way I'm thinking about it, it is... uh, the the story becomes framed by a policy issue and there's always going to be a punchline in it whether the facts get twisted to uh accommodate it or just get spun i think is a better way to say it um these tragedies get exploited this obviously is near the mexico border could go to the border issue could go to immigration issues could go to that drug cartel what is it the um m 13 ms 13 yeah uh that i've been waiting for that to make the news could go to the fact that walmart always has a gun department and texas is very gun friendly so uh i just i always expect and am always uh proved right that these events get uh, immediately exploited for policy purposes so get ready for that And stay tuned to WSB as the details emerge and the story unfolds. So, uh, but I absolutely am determined to stay cheerful on my birthday. And I am running this drive for my YouTube channel. If I get a thousand subscriptions, I will be able to uh, monetize videos. And I want to do fun videos about making cocktails. So if you don't like cocktails... Don't judge me. Don't have to subscribe. But if you love cocktails and want to share my enthusiasm, go to YouTube and look for the Monica Perez channel and subscribe. I also tweeted it at Monica Perez show. Binkley, uh, what's the what's the number? We are at 867 right now. Wow. So I need only 133 more. That's correct. And we're halfway through the show. Mm-hmm. I wonder if I could get let's try to get 33 by the top of the hour. Try to get to 900 by the top of the hour? Yes. I think we can do it. I think so. That's up to you. If you're listening, you're like, eh, she'll make it. I'm not going to make it without you. (laughs) So, uh, all right, let's have a tweet, and I'm going to go to a call, and then I want to play some clips. We have a tweet from Chronic the uh, Agorist Hedgehog, who tweets, If I get this home brew thing off the ground, can I bring some to Atlanta and have you review it and make a cocktail with it? And then he puts a photo of the what looks like delicious home brew. I would love that. I would love that. A friend of mine, her dad makes a uh, a wine called Lojo, and <laughs> it has got some punch in it. It is not punch, but it packs a punch. I really like the homebrews. As long as they, I mean, the real like bathtub stuff that makes you blind, I don't want, but I want... I want the real deal. So yes, turn me on to it. I will be ready, willing, and able anytime you like. And we can maybe even do a video together. How fun would that be? <laughs> so I also want to go to like local bars and learn how to make like my favorite cocktails. There's like a award-winning cocktails here in Atlanta that I want to pursue. Maybe I'll get an inside track. They're not going to give me that. I sit and ask for the recipes. They don't give me the recipes. You could be They're- the next Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. A I, touring bartender. You know, you know, are you trying to trigger me? <laughs> I think, you trying to trigger me? Because <laughs> you're doing it. Uh, I questioned the veracity. You know, I've been th- I think about her story because I was a waitress for a long time. 
And I used to, I worked at a place where you made your own drinks. I always basically worked at a place where you made your own drinks. So sometimes you'd be behind the bar because there was nobody there at the time. And I remember it was a little fib-like, I think. I said I used to would tell people I was a waitress and a bartender, but really I was only a bartender because I was a waitress. I would make you a drink if you bellied up to the bar, but mostly I was just a waitress. But it was much cooler to be a bartender, as I recall. So her story originally was that she was a waitress, and then that, I've said this before, and I'm convinced it's true, The after that Austin craft cocktail bartender got on Jeopardy and made it seem cool and that he was super smart and knew a lot of stuff and don't belittle the bartender because they're the sharpest tools in the shed. Then her narrative changed from waitress to bartender, by coincidence, perhaps, at that moment. But then, then I told you, if I ever interview her, I'm just going to ask her one question. What's that? What's the difference between a flip and a sour? Oh, you're going to challenge her bartending skills. Yeah. See, I wasn't going to reveal that, but after the first time I said something like that to you, she then like went on a bartending tour, and you could see her like shaking drinks behind the bar, which is kind of a pain to use the Boston-type shaker, so she clearly did get lessons, or does know. Maybe her story's true. <laughs> but, uh, but actually, one of the stories I read about the place she worked for four years did not exist for four years, so... I'm not saying she's lying, but that article was not true. Anyway, so I think it's too late for me to catch her, you know, give her a little zingy Sandy Ocasio. Uh, yeah, totally derailed. Um, <laughs> you know, I get distracted because I really do love the whole, like it really makes me forget my troubles to focus on the art of the cocktail. I am going to go to Drew and Decula. You are on with Monica. Happy birthday, Monica. Thank uh, you. Uh, I, I have to agree with you that this debt, is, this debt is a crazy crisis and how we can't control our debt in great times in our country is it, it, it's, it's really disheartening. It's terrifying, just, right? Yeah, well, there's no, but there's no political way to get a hold of any real debt, um, any budget debt. There's just no way to do it. Donald Trump, when he wanted to cut HHS by 5% last year, that kind of rolled down into Meals on Wheels, and then it came, became a veteran story. Why do you it, think it, it, he abandoned the sequester? We had it in the bag. At least the sequester we could but, have maintained. But even, even the sequester, they continued to pass temporary um, things that went around the sequester. I know, Look but you every... might as well toe the line. He didn't even have to sign it. Obama never signed a budget, I think, in his entire first term. I don't know. I mean, I, once again, I, I listened to Rob Woodall the other day who said he was going to go vote for it, even though he didn't like it, because it was just the best of both worlds. And and I, I the other part I agree with you on is this whole idea of military spending. We continue to say that well, we need to spend more, and we're underfunding our military, but we're spending more than every other country combined. And so either we're really getting ripped off or we're overspending in times of uh, not having a war. And, and at some point, um, I mean, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just shocked about the whole thing because I think what government's done is rolled down to the private sector. Now we have record levels of credit card debt again, record levels of student loan debt again. 70, oh, what, 7 million cars on the road or 90 days past due, uh, it, record amounts of mortgage debt. I mean, yeah, uh, I'll tell we're, you we're, we're, at a place, we're at a place where it just, it's, 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 it's penetrating our economy in every way. Yeah, I, I have a kind of overarching theme that I'm noticing and the things that you are saying that I think is the fundamental 
basic problem. So when you say like everybody's doing it, everybody's getting the debt, the debt is at a very artificially low interest rate, or I should say, I mean, you could actually argue that it's not artificially low, but the fact is it's at historically low interest rates. It's 2%, if I'm not mistaken. I mean, it just doesn't even seem possible. 2% as a 10-year treasury, where in 2010, after the crisis, while well, I guess it was still declining, it was double that. And there was one point at which during the early 80s, the 1981, where it was like, I think, 15 percent. If you had if you had 15 percent, like seven times the entire almost the uh, almost the whole entire federal budget or all the federal revenue that they we take in would have to go to the interest on the debt. I mean, it's not possible if we have a crazy high interest situation. So for me, if you have free market for money so that interest rates are not controlled and they actually respond to the supply and demand and the risk in the market. Uh, similarly, so like you have a market clearing situation. Similarly, if last week people said, oh, I love Trump because he cut the taxes. I actually, I hate taxes, but I don't want tax cuts. I want, I want every single person to feel the heat of the spending that we're letting them get away with. So I want to pass a balanced budget tomorrow. A balanced budget. And then I would even put in the balanced budget that you have to pay the debt down. But we didn't really, I mean, even if you just say, okay, balanced budget and let the, the debt inflate its way to death over time, a balanced budget tomorrow would raise taxes a lot. And people would say, hey, you got to stop the spending. And it's similar with the healthcare problem. When you disconnect the costs from the product, you get wrong decisions. People don't value stuff that's free. And I'm not just saying theoretically. It is absolutely true. If you think about what Kamala Harris said, $6 trillion in healthcare spending coming up like in the next few years. I mean, it wasn't even that far away. Maybe I can find the clip. But the, um, she, I, I did the math on that. And it's literally $18,000 per person, per person. Not per sick little baby or per old person or person with an illness, per person. Whereas $2,600 a year is the average that you spend on food. So what is wrong? What is either so wrong with people or what is wrong with the healthcare system or what is wrong with the decisions that are being made? And the way health insurance, even if you want to allow people to share the risk of a catastrophic event, make that the insurance safety net, but make everything else what you pay for so that you can make decisions about health and wellness on your own. And beyond that, uh, they, why they're like, some people aren't covered by insurance. It's like, you know what, if it's not poor people who can't, if these are regular people who can afford their, you know, they consume as much as they produce or less, then why can't they make these decisions themselves? They never act like it's the humane thing to do to have universal health care, but they're, but the poor people are already completely covered. A third of the country is covered by Medicare and Medicaid. There's no reason to have more of that. And it's health insurance they're pushing. They're not, they're not actually pushing health care. They're not saying it's doctor's bills. They, they're pushing a financial product. And that's what's tax deductible. Just like your mortgage, your interest is tax deductible. Rent is not taxable. You got to think about this. They're pushing financial products. I believe that this whole system, I mean, I'm not the only one who thinks this, but like as I 
allow this stuff to sink in, I just can't help but realize more and more that this, all this stuff is about increasing debt, about feeding that financial beast. And that is, when you talk about us and them, that international banking, that global globalism, it's all about funneling all the money and the power to the top, even if it's not for them, even if they have enough money, it's for us to not have it. And it can bankrupt you. That interest would be all our extra money if the interest rates go up. Anyway, it makes it obsessing. Frankly, am I am I am I reaching the right brained audience or not? I think you're reaching you're reaching the right brain audience. They're just they're gonna have to <laughs> stop and digest it. You're my token right-brained person. Okay. <laughs> but if people don't understand the right-brain, left-brain thing, because it sounds like right-left politically. But, you know, I just think about the math that way. I just think about $18,000 per person. Per person. Doesn't That's a that lot. seem crazy? Yeah. Do you even want that? Like, I don't even think it, the results are there. It's like the military thing. It's like, I don't even think if you compare to the rest of the world that our health is better. They, this thing, the Hispanic paradox, which I've talked about before, the people who come and do not understand our health advice, can, do not have access to regular health care, live longer. And it's not related to their diet or anything like they've they've accounted for those variables. So I actually don't even think it's good for you. I think it's that kind of a scam where the healthcare stuff is actually going to, you know, the more you get, there's like probably a laugher curve of healthcare, like where the more you get, the sicker you get. Right. Would Chris it, it, Rock say they, they want, they're not going to cure things because they make the money and just in uh, treating it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean that, that, but that's a conspiracy theory. And now you, did you see those articles? People were telling us that uh, the FBI is now after dangerous they're calling conspiracy theorists domestic terrorists. We can get to that after the break. This is Monica Perez. Monica Perez. Maybe it's something really cool that I don't even know about, you know. On 95.5 WSB, Atlantis News and Talk. Going straight to the phones. You got one minute. You're on with Monica. Happy birthday, Monica. It's mom from New York. <laughs> right on. My biggest fan. <laughs> I can't believe I got through. I can't believe you had the nerve to call. I won't torture you, Mom. Thanks so much. And thank you for all your hard work bringing me into the world. It was not an easy day as if I, uh, if I got my I, story right. I, I do believe, but uh, have a wonderful, wonderful day. And uh, I'm always happy that we're here. Okay. Thank you. Thanks, Mom. There you go. The famous Irene from New York. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. What a treat. What a treat. And we made our goal of 900 subscribers on my YouTube channel. Let's make it 1,000. I need 1,000. Go to YouTube. Look up Monica Perez and subscribe. Jerry and John's Creek, hang on. I want to hear from you after the break. This is Monica Perez. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.